Hello, and welcome to the Millennial Nutritionist Podcast. I'm Isla Garcia, Master's Degree of Nutrition Science and Registered Dietitian, and I'm going to make weight loss realistic, sustainable, and uncomplicated for your busy lifestyle. On this podcast, me and my team of registered dietitians will decipher the latest nutrition research, dissect fad diets, and discuss social media trends for you so you can feel confident knowing what to eat to achieve your health goals. Research suggests that most weight loss programs aren't successful, but my experience has taught me that this is not because the participants aren't committed. It's because those diets are designed by non-nutrition professionals and center around severe restrictions. We are here to provide the facts about the science of weight loss so you can have the success you want and continue living your best life. Welcome back to the Millennial Nutritionist Podcast. It's Isla, your host, founder, and CEO of the Millennial Nutritionist. I have my coach, Lacey, with us today, and we're going to tackle the topic of vegan, vegetarian, plant-based eating. It's definitely a hot topic now, and Lacey is kind of our coach that takes those clients for us because she has a long personal history of it. So there can be some intricacies of trying to lose weight with um, a plant-based or like vegan vegetarian diet because we're wanting to get in more protein, but that can be difficult without animal products. So we're kind of going to tackle some of those things for you today, but thank you so much for joining us, Lacey. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. This is a topic I'm super passionate about. Like you mentioned, I've been a vegetarian for a very long time. And so I have a lot of experience just in my own life trying to make sure I'm getting all the nutrients that I need. And I'm super happy to share all of my tips and things that I've learned over the years. Awesome. Well, Leah, let's kind of catch up a little bit. So Lacey and I actually go like the furthest back out of all the coaches, like honestly, (laughs) even before we went to Meredith and like all those, like a little, uh, I don't know, like warm ups or like getting to know the programs. Um, but like, how are you doing? Do you have any announcements? I'm doing good. Um, I do have an announcement. I am pregnant, so I'm having a baby boy and he's due in November. So Definitely have been learning a lot about myself and my body and pregnancy, especially with nutrition um, in the past three months. Um, I'm four months um, as of this past weekend. So officially in the second trimester, thank goodness, because the first month was the first trimester was pretty rough with trying to make sure I was getting enough food. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about that. Cause I mean, you're like the first, first coach out of all of us that are pregnant and we deal with a lot of people that are pregnant or have, you know, had kids and now you're like the first person who'll have a firsthand experience of it. So like, what's your experience been like so far? Can you like lend any tips or anything? Yeah, so my experience um, has just been challenging. I think, I guess I kind of expected to feel sick and nauseous, but um, it's kind of hard to plan for feeling that way. Um, I was really just focusing on prioritizing food and whatever I could potentially eat, um, which was really hard to do (laughs) as a dietitian because I um, really had to switch up everything I was normally eating, like all of my favorite foods and fruits and vegetables were just really challenging to eat and my protein foods that I like. Um, So I've just been eating a lot of grains and (laughs) um, focusing on the fruits more than the veggies because the veggies like we're not advertising at all. Um, So I would definitely say if you're someone who is trying to get through the first trimester, like really give yourself so much patience, so much grace. Um, It is a really trying time on your body and just prioritize getting enough food, whatever that looks like for you Um, is honestly the most helpful (laughs) advice I can give. 
Yeah. I think that, I mean, we were kind of messaging before and you were saying something that like you even just had to re- kind of reframe, even as a dietitian, how you thought about food and during this time. And I think you said something that was really good to talk about, which is like, this time is really like just temporary in your life. Right. Like I think a lot of people, um, not that we really work with people who are pregnant, but I know out of like my friends and things that describe it kind of get caught up in the intricacies of like, having to have this like perfect nutrition. Like we talk about eating tons of fruits and vegetables and having like so much pressure for it to still be perfect when it might be hard. Um, but knowing like from your perspective, I mean, even as being dietitian, it sounds like you have a good grasp on like knowing that this time again is temporary. We don't need to be perfect. Is that like something that came easy to you or do you have to work through it? Or what was that like? Yeah, that was something that it was hard for me to work through because I had some expectations of like, okay, I know exactly what to do. I learned about this in school. I know what, what, it, what I should be eating. But then actually putting that to practice myself was so hard because I didn't really want any of the things that I thought I should be eating. Um, so definitely reframing the goals I had for myself. And for me, that looked like one good source of protein a day was like a win. <laughs> um, taking my prenatal like that, definitely I was reminding myself is covering anything I'm not getting. Um, again, like fruits were way helpful, more helpful than vegetables. Um, and then just eating as much as possible frequently throughout the day. There were definitely some days where I was super nauseous. Um, and I will say being a dietitian and talking about food all day when you're nauseous is really not the easiest thing in the world, um, but we got through it. Um, this week I was reminded, had a little like faint spell at work and was reminded that I need to be eating more. So um, always important to reevaluate, you know, what your goals are, where you are at in your health, wherever you're at, and just make sure that you're giving yourself um, nutrition because um, it's a lot of a more taxing time than I thought it would be. <laughs> yeah. And it'll probably make you even a better dietitian too, um, to like have gone through those challenges to know, like when our clients come to us and maybe they have like food aversions or they really hate vegetables. And sometimes it can be easy. Just be like, well, you kind of have to eat it regardless. Now you'll kind of seems like have like a firsthand, firsthand experience of like what that kind of feels like a little bit. Yeah. I definitely had to reevaluate just what my meals looked like. And even just like walking into my kitchen some mornings, I would get sick. And so leaning on my husband (laughs) to cook and just reminding myself, like, if I just need to get a frozen meal, um, that that's fine. And that's what I can do for now. Um, or like get takeout or something. Um, certain veggies were easier than others. So learning those things, um, I finally was able to cook a meal for myself this week for the first time in a while. And then we were also moving. So that made it even more challenging with cooking. So, um, I think we're kind of getting back into a good routine now, but yes, definitely give yourself so much patience, remind yourself that you are growing a human and that is hard. Yeah. <laughs> you've never done it before. You know, your body does all kinds of crazy things, um, feeling different ways that you might not have ever experienced before. So taking it one day at a time is important. Awesome. Yeah. Maybe we'll, I'm sure we could go on and on. We'll maybe what, we'll, maybe we'll have to do eventually like a full episode kind of like on your experience and stuff as like a dietitian. I think it would just be so interesting because it's something we get asked a lot. I know a lot of people come to us like with the uh, mentality of like wanting to be as healthy as possible during pregnancy. But then they ask like, okay, so like, how do I do that with this when I'm pregnant? And sometimes I'm like, you know, I don't know. That's like really advanced nutrition. So I think it would be like helpful to even talk about it. Um, I think experiencing this as a dietitian too has been super humbling. I had a moment at the doctor where, you know, we were trying to figure out what was going on with me not feeling well. And they were like, I think you just need to eat more. And I was like, you know what, if I was the dietitian talking to a patient, and this is what they were telling me they were eating, I would of course say the same thing. I'd be like, girl, you need to eat more. But 
when it's yourself, it's just a little different. And I thought, you know, I was fine. So um, it's just, it's just so funny how, you know, you know what you need to do, but it's just really hard to do it. So <laughs> yeah, first we're going to kick off with an article review. Um, so we are really big on TikTok. You can go follow us over there. And there's actually this article that kind of intersects between nutrition, weight loss, and TikTok that I thought we had to address. Um, and it's about how this new drug, I don't even know how to say the normal name. Do you know how to pronounce it? Semaglutide. Um, we'll say Ozempic becoming really popularized as this drug that is a prescription that is helping people to lose weight. So it's even like selling out in some places. So I thought we could get a little commentary from our point of view as a dietitian, like kind of what we think, do we think that this is something that everybody needs to run and take? In my day job, I see a lot of patients who have diabetes and actually this medication is commonly prescribed to help with both diabetes, blood sugar management, and weight loss. Um, I think one thing that comes to mind is that the more other people take it who don't necessarily need it for diabetes, the less access that people who really, really need it have. Um, so that's kind of one concern that I have, especially since you mentioned like it's flying off the shelves, people can't access it who actually really need it. Some concerns I have is just that, you know, drugs like this don't always, um, actually address the problem of, you know, lifestyle changes, diet changes. Sometimes they can just really make us feel sick and nauseous. And that's kind of why we lose weight, which is a lot of times what I see with my patients who are taking this. So I would always recommend taking it under medical supervision. If you are taking it, um, I wouldn't say it is a magic pill for weight loss. I really don't believe there is a magic pill for weight loss. Um, I think, you know, lots of different things can work for lots of different people, but I would definitely use caution. I wouldn't run out and go grab it. Um, if you, you know, only have a very small or realistic weight loss goal. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting that you work with people in your day job about it. I don't think I've had any clients I've had have been on it. I've had clients who their doctor recommended it and they didn't want to, but of course, like coming to a program like ours, like they're already wanting like a more sustainable, uh, like behavior change program. So for people out there who are, maybe looking at this as like a quick fix. Yeah. I think it always comes back to, we've got to follow the basics first. Like when we look at research, like a lot of it comes down to making sure you're eating in a conservative calorie deficit, making sure you're eating more produce, making sure you're more active day to day. And that's all things we work on in our program before we start working on these like niche things. Um, and is this, do you know if this drug is supposed to be like treating insulin resistance or do you know it all? Like what the mechanism is? not exactly sure. I probably need to do some more research about that. Um, I would say, um, in general, when it comes to weight loss, it really just works as an appetite suppressant. And I believe, oh yes, it helps increase insulin production, um, the body to help with the, um, blood sugar management. So, um, I would say, you know, I have a lot of patients who work with a medical weight loss team who are given this drug for weight loss. If they're not a diabetic patient, And those patients expressed to me a little bit of concern with the appetite because they're like, you know, I'm really happy with the weight I'm losing, but I'm worried long-term when I'm off this medication, that I'm just going to go back to all of the habits I had before. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's a really valid concern because if we're not learning how to actually change our habits, we're not going to be able to keep weight off long-term and just have a sustainable um, health goals like that. And so um, my goal with them is to really just help them get into a meal pattern, a meal routine. And then hopefully when they're off the medication, we can increase our calories a little bit to help them maintain the weight that they lost. Um, But just like any other diet or anything like that, um, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if people gained back some of the weight they lost on a drug that just suppresses appetite. 
Right. Right. Definitely. Yeah. I think that my opinion about like weight loss medications have changed. I mean, depending on like which one it is. Um, but like across the board, I really never support taking the medication. If we're not also working on some sort of behavior change, because just like you said, like you're losing weight from the pill. So you're not like, you're going to have to be on it forever. And there are like side effects to taking medications long-term, like regardless. So, um, yeah, I know so many diabetic patients who are dying to get off of their medications yeah. because of effects. And so, and, you know, a lot of these medications really don't make you feel good long-term and so many diabetic patients are so happy when they're finally off their medication. And so definitely a good perspective to have, um, obviously doing this in a healthy way, working with a team, working with a dietitian, a doctor is definitely the way I would go if you're doing a drug like that. Do you love our realistic approach on nutrition, but want to dive a little bit deeper? Let me tell you about the millennial living membership program. This was designed to help you stay motivated and inspired no matter what health journey you're on. We develop monthly nutrition and fitness challenges with prizes you can win if you stick with it to help motivate you through every month. To inspire you, we upload weekly recipes with downloadable food lists, monthly food demos, and we can even have a registered dietitian answer your questions on nutrition and weight loss. Our members form a community with other like-minded people to help support each other on their health journey. If you are seeking a way to stay motivated throughout your health journey with our method in mind, try signing up for the Millennial Living Membership Program for the first two weeks free by signing up on our website at themillennialnutritionist.com. All right, well, kind of hopping into our um, topic at hand um, about plant-based, vegan, vegetarian. I never really know what the right thing to say. I guess there's different like <laughs> grades there, I'll but <laughs> yeah, talking about like tips or what that means. So let's just kind of start from the top and set a good foundation about like, why are we talking about this when it comes to weight loss? Can you talk about, or tell us like, where's the intersection there? Like is following a vegan or vegetarian diet going to help with weight loss? Like, should we be doing it if we want to lose weight? I think that across the board, we have a lot of reasons that someone could decide to be vegan or vegetarian or just wanting to incorporate more plant-based meals into their day. Um, I hear a lot of people in my day job here just tell me, yeah, I really want to go vegan to lose weight. Um, it's definitely, while there are lots of reasons to go vegan, lots of reasons to eat plant-based and vegetarian, weight loss is not necessarily going to be one of those reasons why we see, um, why we see that on a vegetarian or vegan diet. Um, weight loss is purely going to be from a calorie deficit. And so while when we eat plant-based and vegan, we might see more things like uh, fruits and vegetables and whole grains in our diet, which are going to be naturally lower in calories. Um, but I also know a lot of vegans and vegetarians who eat a lot of processed food and they just swap out, you know, regular butter for vegan butter and baked goods and things like that. And so that's not necessarily going to make us lose weight. So just going vegan or vegetarian isn't going to be the solution for weight loss. We still have to put in all of the other work that we have to do if you eat meat. Um, and actually sometimes being vegetarian can make it more challenging to lose weight um, because we do have to be really, really conscious about getting all the nutrients we need 
making sure we get enough protein, which is so, so important for weight loss. So um, I fully support anyone's decision <laughs> to be vegetarian or vegan. Um, I would definitely question though, if that is really your main uh, goal when it comes to being plant-based is just for weight loss. Yeah. I had a client once and even honestly for myself who um, we'll start with the client first. She was vegan or really tried to be for a long time, but it honestly impeded her weight loss because she really couldn't get the hang of this whole, like eating high protein for vegan, which we'll totally get into. But she, like, I kept telling her like, it's possible. Like if you really want to do it, like I can totally help you. It's just, you have to be more creative. You need to like really sit and plan your meals and stuff. And she eventually was just kind of like, you know, screw it. I'm going to go back to eating at least deli meat. <laughs> so like, she's still trying for the long term to eventually, um, try to be more plant-based, but while she's losing weight and while we need a more higher, like a higher protein diet, she found it's just like a lot easier just to eat meat. And even for myself, I like kind of went through this, like, um, weight loss journey, like, I guess like last year. And I normally like when I'm maintaining weight, I kind of follow a little bit more of a plant-based diet, honestly, because like, I don't really like cooking meat. Um, and, um, but when I'm like needing to eat more protein as well, like it's so much easier for me just to get in more meat if I eat like chicken or steak, you know, or something like that. So I totally like kind of get what you're saying there. Yeah, yeah, I would say, you know, I think vegan has become super trendy. There's been a lot of documentaries out and lots of things promising weight loss. And, you know, sometimes when someone switches from a diet high in other foods and they eat more fruits and vegetables, you will see weight loss. Um, but I wouldn't say, you know, it's the magic <laughs> pill to, again, with the magic pill to losing weight, um, it's totally possible to lose weight as a vegetarian or a vegan. Um, we just need to be a lot more mindful of certain things, like which we'll talk about. Okay. So now that we've kind of reframed that, we're not really talking about this as, as everybody should, or like from a health perspective, but if you are vegan or vegetarian, I mean, I do get a lot of people who like religious wise, like from their religion, they follow a more of like a vegan diet. So that's where this could like come to play. Or if you've done it for so long and you don't want to go back to eating meat, then this is like kind of what we're reframing here. Do you agree? Or are there any other yes. purposes? Okay. Yeah, I would say really anyone who um, is interested in eating more plant-based just for personal reasons, religious reasons, ethical reasons, um, you know, it's a great, it's a great diet to follow, a great lifestyle to have. Um, if you're someone who's doing that and losing weight, this is kind of going to give you some information on how to do that. Um, I will say there are lots of benefits to a vegetarian vegan diet um, that are very um, backed up by science and evidence. Um, you know, the Mediterranean diet, which is something I promote a lot in my day job is very plant-based. Um, and so um, eating lots of fruits and vegetables and whole grains and your healthy fats are just going to be really helpful for your body and your um, heart and your overall health for, you know, the long term. And so I think in general, incorporating more plant-based meals into your day, um, whether or not you're vegan or vegetarian can be really helpful and beneficial to your health and just expanding your variety of foods and eating healthier in the long run. Give us your tips. What are your tips yes. uh, <laughs> yes. for eating or like losing weight while kind of following this vegan vegetarian lifestyle? Of course, it's, um, you know, no question that getting enough protein is going to be essential for weight loss um, and being um, vegetarian or vegan. And so really for anybody who's specifically on our program, your protein needs are going to be higher when you're losing weight um, just to help maintain muscle mass and um, get all of the nutrients that you need. And so when it comes to someone who's a vegetarian or vegan, that can be really challenging to hit that higher protein goal. Um, and so really the most important thing, whether you're trying to lose weight or not as a vegetarian or a vegan, 
make sure to get a source of protein at every single meal and every single snack if you can. Um, that could just be something like pumpkin seeds or some yogurt or um, nuts or whatever easy thing would be to have as part of your snack. Um, but we really need to take advantage of the food that we're eating and making sure that we're getting enough protein. Um, I know people who are getting very little protein on a vegan diet and that, you know, long-term aside from weight loss, you know, can really be detrimental to your health. And so um, it is important just because vegetarian sources of protein are generally a little bit lower than our animal sources. And it's just a little bit less bioavailable for our bodies to digest. And so we need to prioritize those foods at our meals. Good. Okay. And so how, like, what does that mean? So we have done like a protein podcast, but I think like in the framework of like a more plant-based diet, um, what maybe like, even like give us a sample day of eating, like when you work with a client, what would that look like for like breakfast, lunch, and dinner and a snack? try for a variety. So all of the different, you know, when it comes to protein, we have complete proteins and we have incomplete proteins and that's, um, regarding the essential amino acids that your bodies need. And so our plant-based proteins are going to be mostly incomplete proteins, which means we need to get a variety of them in order to get all of the essential amino acids that we need, just the building blocks to help our body do what it needs to do. Um, so someone who eats meat, we don't have to be super concerned about that, but someone who's a vegetarian, we do need to get a variety. Um, I think getting a variety also really just helps us keep from getting bored too. <laughs> um, this is something, obviously it's a lifestyle, so, um, you know, we'll have our foods that we really, really enjoy, but getting the variety is important for that. Um, so depending on if you're a vegetarian or a vegan, you know, you can, if you're vegetarian, you have a little bit more flexibility with adding things like eggs, um, yogurt, dairy foods, cottage cheese, um, just regular cheese. All of those foods are going to have um, protein in them that are going to be really easy. Um, and then when it comes to vegan, um, certain foods like our plant-based swaps, um, getting lots of nuts and beans and seeds in your day are going to be really important too. Tofu and tempeh also are delicious and very high in protein. So um, I think it would be hard for me to like spit off a sample meal for you right now, but just some tips getting, you know, a variety during the week, figuring out what works for you. I have one client right now who plans out her whole day in the morning and she puts in all of her protein into my fitness pal. And it's wonderful because then we know she's going to hit her goal. Um, so most of my vegetarian and vegan clients will, um, eventually get into a routine where they're like, okay, I know two eggs in the morning or yogurt in the morning is going to get me here. And then I need to have this bean bowl or lentil bowl for lunch. Um, and then make sure to get something similar for dinner, maybe some tofu or something like that. Um, one client um, discovered that pumpkin seeds specifically were really, really high in protein. They're actually like wonderful in protein oh. for a very amount. And so that was something really easy that she could just add into her snack to get her through that. Um, when it comes to weight loss in particular, if your needs are really, really high, I would always recommend trying to add in like a shake or a um, bar or something that is going to have a lot, um, just to kind of fall back on in case you see that you're low. Yeah, I agree. That was going to be one of my tips. So, um, like, don't be afraid of supplements because it can be hard, especially if we're trying to get like 
I think above 100 is really hard to get like a hot lot of plant-based protein in. I think you can definitely do it, but with so many of our people that are like working and also like parents, like it can be hard to like make all that stuff and plan it all. So typically when I've had vegan clients, they do have to do like one to two supplements a day and supplements definitely aren't bad. I mean, there's people in the hospital that live off of just supplements their whole life because they can't eat food. So it's not bad for you. Um, like typically my clients like that will have to do like a protein bar and then like there's so many protein supplemented things now, like whether you're just like doing the powder in a smoothie or a protein cookie or a protein chip or something like that is typically how I see like for weight loss, when our protein needs are elevated is how they kind of work that in. Is that like kind of what you see too? For sure. Yeah. Um, one thing to remind you too, is just that when we are trying to lose weight, our protein needs are a little bit higher than, um, maybe like a maintenance level. And so, um, one client was like a little overwhelmed with like the idea of a protein shake forever, which she ended up, you know, really liking her protein shake. She was like, this is actually super easy in a way for me to get enough. And she actually felt better when she drank it. She was getting a little bit more, but, um, I think when we kind of went back down to like a maintenance level, she could drop the protein shake, but I think it's just a good idea to have on hand, um, which I'll get into in a minute about why it's a good idea to have easy, quick protein things on hand. I totally agree that there's so many more options out there on the market. Um, when I became a vegetarian, there were not many, um, plant-based things out there that were really high in protein. And so now we have so many tools like chips that have protein in them, you know, um, so many different options when it comes to bars and shakes, even all of our like plant-based yogurts, which we'll talk about, they don't always have a lot of protein, but people are putting more in them now. So because it's such a popular diet right now, it's actually super easy to find things that are high in protein and more options, especially when we eat out or we go places. Um, it's definitely more convenient than it has been in the past five or 10 years. So that's yeah. a really big bonus. But what's another tip you have for us for losing weight while you're following a more plant-based diet? Be prepared. Um, with all of my clients in general, this is what I recommend, but especially if you're vegetarian, we need to be prepared when it comes to eating outside the home. And so that includes looking at a menu ahead of time, making sure they have the option for you. I don't know how many times I've been in a restaurant and the only option they have is like macaroni and cheese. <laughs> and so if you're going to be in that situation, make sure you pack a snack um, or a protein bar or a protein shake. This is where those come in handy. Um, um, with you kind of at all times. I always bring these to weddings. I always bring these to family events because I really truly never know if there's going to be protein for me. Um, most of the time there's going to be like vegetables and uh, starches or grains. Um, I live in North Carolina, so barbecue parties are always the hardest <laughs> because there's never anything for vegetarians except for like macaroni and cheese and coleslaw. So um, if you can at least get a source of protein in before the meal, if you don't have control over what's going to be at a party, um, that's helpful. And then you can kind of eat like the veggies and the starch um, after. Okay. Um, one thing I have right now, like brings a Greek yogurt with her and it works really well. So if you have access to like a cooler, um, that may be a really good option, but a handy dandy protein bar <laughs> or protein shake is great. Um, so yes, be prepared, look at the menu, bring something with you. If it's like a potluck, we can even bring like one of your protein, um, dishes like a lentil salad or something as the side that you bring. So at least, you know, you have something there that's filling that you can eat. 
Yeah. I think that's good. One of my clients this week, she, um, <laughs> I never even thought of this. She like always keeps a Kodiak cake, like cup in her car. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I know because like, she's like, well, if I'm at my family's house and it gets like too late, I just go to my car and I make the little cupcake. <laughs> I was like, all right. Yeah. I didn't never think about that, but yeah and like I said like we have so many more options that's crazy like we even have pancakes that have extra protein in them which is wonderful for someone like who is a vegetarian and needs that extra protein um and so yes definitely take advantage of those more shelf stable items even if it's packing trail mix in your bag that has been a go-to for me lately with being pregnant is like always having the trail mix with me because I know that's going to give me protein um and different nutrients that I really need and so um something that's just really easy and shelf stable that you can bring with you is important. What about another tip for us? Along the lines of all of these wonderful options that we have, um, using the plant-based swaps to your advantage, but I would definitely be cautious with some of those. So of course, um, now there are probably more plant-based milks on the shelf than actual cow's milk these days, um, which is wonderful. We have so many options, but a lot of the plant-based milks actually don't have any protein in them. So if you notice, and it's surprising because something like almond milk, almonds have protein in them, but when we do the almond milk, it's less than one gram. And so if you're not vegan, you know, and you're vegetarian and you're open to eating dairy, you know, that could be a really easy way to still get enough protein in cereal or um, I know I let you do milk in your coffee for extra protein. So that's something to think about just continuing cow's milk. If you're vegan, though, there are so many plant based milks that they add things like pea protein, soy protein, soy milk is actually going to be the closest swap to cow's milk um, for calorie, per fat, and um, protein. And so that's going to be a really even swap. That's kind of what we recommend for kids who are dairy-free because, um, you know, it's the closest swap. But um, as far as almond milk goes, you know, if you're using that, just be mindful that you still need a source of protein in your meal if you have that. Same with oat milk pea milk, um, what are the other ones? Rice milk, coconut milk, all of these other things. Um, definitely look at the protein content on those because just because it's plant-based, it doesn't mean it's going to still give you enough. Yeah. I kind of go through this with my clients when I have like PCOS or hypothyroidism and we're needing to do like, um, dairy free. And like, that's always hard because they're like, Oh, I'll just switch to like plant-based yogurts. I'm like, Yes, but you've honestly got to find the ones that have protein powder in it. And I had one client, she was just like, well, I'm just going to get my own and like add protein powder to it. I was like, Hey, that works. <laughs> yeah. I would say something like yogurt, you know, um, the plant-based ones, you know, they're still probably going to give you some calcium, which is a nutrient that we want to look for. And I'll go over that at the end. Um, but you know, I see yogurt as a good opportunity to get some protein in. And so if you're doing, I think silk makes a yogurt, a plant-based yogurt that has like one gram of protein in it <laughs> and it's a ton of sugar um, and really doesn't really give you a lot nutritionally if that's your swap. So luckily there are lots of other options out there now um, because food companies are listening to people who want more plant-based options. So there's lots of um, items available. Just make sure you check that label. Um, looking for, you know, eight to 10 grams of protein in a yogurt um, is a pretty good bet to look for. Um, if it has more, that's even better. Okay, cool, cool. Um, yeah, my tip to kind of like going along with that is 
if I have a plant-based client, I just really tell them like, you've got to make like beans and tofu your friend. Like, I don't really know how you get on if you don't like those and you're trying to eat more protein. Like they're really healthy first of all, but it's just, I find like a lot easier to navigate. Cause definitely we need to do the supplements too. But even when I had like, I don't have as many as you, but when I had like one plant-based person and she just like, wasn't ever doing like beans with any of her meals. I'm like, okay, where do we think we're getting our protein in? If we're not doing any, at least beans with the meal, which is hard, but I don't feel like that's the first thing that people really think of when they think of like how to get in protein, I guess. Cause we just like, don't think about it or we forget about it. But like, do you find that you're like recommending that often as people to people too? Yeah. So I would say, you know, I have a really wonderful, um, vegetarian, uh, protein guide that I give all my patients or all my clients, honestly, whether they're a vegetarian or not, just because it gives us lots of options on how to add protein into the day. And like I said, I recommend just adding in plant-based sources in general, cause they're so healthy. Um, but you know, I'm a big proponent of like, you don't have to like any one food in order to be healthy, but if you're a vegetarian, you do need to like some of the plant-based protein foods. And so this is kind of where I was talking talking before, where if you're a vegetarian who doesn't like, you know, any of the plant-based proteins, then it might not be the best fit for you. Or we need to just work on trying those foods in different ways, expanding how we're cooking them, how we're making them. Um, another tip with that is just to kind of get creative um, with food when it comes to vegetarian cooking. Um, you know, some of the meat swaps can be helpful too, but they have, you know, their ups and downs. So I would say, you know, like, like I mentioned, getting a variety, trying to incorporate beans and in lots of different things, um, whenever you can, you know, there's a wide variety of beans out there. So at least finding one that you like, um, if you're someone who doesn't really like beans, but, um, something like tofu and tempeh is also really helpful because they're just super high in protein. Yeah. I even had a client once she added like silken tofu, which I feel like we just don't talk a lot about tofu and how we can utilize it in her smoothies, which I've done before too. And it's a really great way if you're like tired of using protein powders. Cause I find that it doesn't have like that chalky taste that protein powders can have. If you put it in a smoothie for your protein source. You can use silken tofu for so many different things too. Some people like to use it as an egg substitute to do like an egg scramble oh. um, tofu. You can use silken or like more of the firm tofu and use like turmeric and, um, you know, nutritional yeast to give it that cheesy flavor. If you're vegan, that can be really delicious. Um, of course, if you're an egg person, eggs are a really great source of protein. They kind of get a bad reputation lately, but they can be a really good, you know, source of protein to add even for dinner on the side. Um, but yeah, I think I remember we had like a, um, class at Meredith and we made like a silken tofu, um, like chocolate mousse. I don't remember if you were in yeah. that food lab, <laughs> but I was like, this is amazing. So, you know, you can really make so many things, um, with all of these different proteins. You can even do like black bean brownies to add protein. There's so many ways that we can add, add it into the day. I would say, finding recipes, um, getting really creative, like following different vegetarian, vegan food bloggers that have these wonderful tasty recipes that are easy um, is something that can be really helpful if you're just kind of stuck in a rut and you don't know what to do. Yeah. Looking for inspiration out there can be really good. And just making sure you're like following the right people with the right message. Um, what about anything else along the lines of like substituting out like proteins, any other like tips there? 
there are a ton of plant-based meat swaps and I know the burgers have become super popular lately. Um, like we mentioned, motivation for becoming uh, plant-based is different for everybody. I think the swaps are great for ethical reasons, environmental reasons, um, all of those things. However, some of them are not really nutritionally different from meat when it comes to fats and proteins and things. Um, so some of those can be really high in saturated fat. I know the new like Beyond um, and Impossible burgers are really high in saturated fat still. Um, which is something we do want to keep to a minimum for heart health. Um, and then in general, all of the other like meat crumbles or veggie nuggets and all of those things can be super high in sodium. So, you know, if you're not super worried about heart problems or anything like that, you might not need to really worry. But um, if you're someone who has like that family history of that, or you're trying to lower cholesterol or watch your blood pressure, um, definitely being more mindful of those swaps is going to be helpful. We are talking about maybe making your own black bean burger patty or quinoa lentil taco filling might be a little bit of a better, healthier swap. And then doing, you know, some of those like plant-based meats um, just sometimes to kind of keep down some of those things. Yeah. I had a client this week who um, she's not vegan or vegetarian. I mean, some people I just have, they don't like to cook meat, which I get too. So she um, was doing, I guess, like a soy patty, which I, for her, like she was also really struggling getting in produce and, or maybe she was just doing one of those like basic veggie patties. I think that's what it was with just like veggie crumbles. And she thought in her head, like, oh, it's like a patty. It must have protein, but it really didn't have any protein at all. And so for her, just like switching, like she needed to do frozen. So that's easy switching one of those like frozen, just like black bean patties met her produce school and also helped to get more protein in compared to just like that, like soy granulated, like protein patty. Um, but have you seen that? Um, Kim K is now like, I think they said like the master taste master or something of like beyond meat. <laughs> um, that now. doesn't surprise me at all. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, you know, I think it can be a great swap for someone like me who, you know, if I crave a burger every now and then, like, that's a great, a great thing to have. Um, I wouldn't say, you know, eating it every day would be, you know, the best idea just because of some of those uh, pieces, like the saturated fat and the sodium doing more of like a black bean patty or um, making your own at home would be better. Um, I think it's super important, like you mentioned, to read the label just because there are so many um, veggies burger patties that are just vegetables, which is great. Um, we just still need to make sure we get enough protein in there. Um, I think there's one that has like rice. Uh, it's just like all rice too. So um, always make sure you read the label. And of course, if it's one that's more veggie based, it doesn't mean it's a bad option. We just need to like maybe put it with something else that has some protein for that meal. Yeah. And I think that kind of circles back to why it can be helpful to work with a dietitian too, because we can reframe it from your goal standpoint and like notice for the whole day. Cause like, if you're already meeting your protein goal, like you've figured out kind of how, and you still want to do this, like not super high protein patty, then there's no reason to really change it. But if you are struggling, then there's reason to change it. So it doesn't mean there's like a blanket statement. It can just go back to like, what's your motivation for wanting to do plant-based and lose weight. Cause we can kind of help to guide it from there. Do you like ever have like those conversations with people too, when we're making those decisions? Yeah, definitely. Um, I would say like nutrition is just so individualized. And so everyone has a different goal when it comes to where they're at with calories and protein specifically, and then just in general, like what they're looking for. And so maybe you're someone who eats meat and you want to incorporate one plant-based meal and you've already 
you know, gotten enough protein during the day, that would be a great thing to try um, and add more produce into your day if that's what you're looking for. Um, you know, so I would say really individualized and um, specific when it comes to that. Um, yeah, I would say, you know, if you're someone who's on the fence about wanting to be vegan or vegetarian or plant-based or just incorporate more, definitely don't be afraid. Like there's so many options out there and um, so many tasty recipes that you can have. I know, um, Isla, you share a lot of those on the Millennial Living page. And so um, there's lots of ways that you can do it. We just have to definitely be a little bit more mindful. Yeah, I guess I didn't realize that Kim was plant-based or tries to be a lot of the time. Did you know that? I didn't. I don't follow the Kardashians super close, yeah. um, but it doesn't surprise me. I feel like a lot of celebrities these days are are like more plant-based. Um, and, you know, you have to remember too, like the resources that they have available. A lot of these people have private chefs and, yeah. um, you know, they're ambassadors for certain companies. And so they get yeah. lots of cheap stuff. And so, yeah. I mean, if I had a private chef, that would be great. <laughs> so I could cook me, you know, plant-based meals all day, every day. Um, so, you know, have to remember those things. Um, and just do what works best for you. Yeah. Yeah. I just wanted to highlight that because I think, I don't know if like a lot of these celebrities do it. Maybe they do it for the environment. Maybe they do. I just don't want people to think like Kim K got her body because she's like plant-based. I think that's important. Like you said that she probably has a whole team that is able to like literally just put a plate in front of her and ensure that it's like exactly what she needs for everything. And that, um, she like likely didn't lose the weight just from being plant-based. So I'm sure that'll come up like in media somewhere. So I just wanted to make sure we like hit on that. For sure. Yeah. I think in general, like we said, you know, plant-based is not equal weight loss. It's you're able to lose weight while eating plant-based. Um, but you can of course follow lots of different diets for that. What do people really need to like watch out for when they're going plant-based? Cause since we are kind of cutting out a whole food group, what, like, what does that leave? Like, do we need to look at anything? Is there not a concern? So there are definitely some nutrients that we want to make sure we either supplement with or just get our labs checked. Um, I would say general, I mean, most people should get their labs checked every year. <laughs> you don't go to your doctor and get physical and your labs done. Definitely do that. Um, make sure you let your doctor know if you're vegan or vegetarian so they can run some extra labs. They don't always run things like iron, hemoglobin, B12, vitamin D. Um, some doctors will go ahead and just do that, but um, we want to make sure that we're checking those things if we're plant-based. Um, so yes, because we're not eating meat, there's certain things that we want to look out for. Um, of course, iron, we can find that in plant-based sources, but same with protein, it's just a little less bioavailable and um, we might need to eat a little bit more to get enough. Um, so it's pretty common for people who are vegetarian or vegan, um, you know, to be deficient in iron. I was at a very young age because I wasn't watching <laughs> what I was eating. And so um, women in general just can be low in iron too. So if you're a woman and you're vegetarian or vegan, definitely get that one checked. Um, B12 is something that is predominantly found in animal foods. So that's something else I would get checked. Um, lots of vitamins, supplements, like a multivitamin, a regular multivitamin would have B12 in it. So, um, you know, that's something to look for on the label if you're taking a multivitamin. Um, and same with iron. Um, if you're taking like a gummy multivitamin, those ones won't have iron in them. You need to take more of like the chewable, crunchy one or a swallowing one if you're looking for iron. Um, and then 
vitamin D, I would say this isn't specific to vegans or vegetarians, although, you know, it is one of those nutrients that um, we want to look out for, but I would say so many people are deficient in vitamin D. Um, the best way to get that is from the sunshine, but of course we're inside so much, it's really hard. So um, go ahead and get that one checked as well. And then the last one I would say um, might be important, or I'm sorry, there's two more. Um, calcium is going to be important. So especially if you're vegan and you're not eating dairy foods, um, calcium, getting enough is going to be important just for overall bone health um, long term. Uh, making sure to get um, enough of that. Of course, all of your plant-based milks and things like that, they're going to be fortified with calcium. So as long as you have something like that in your day or you take a calcium chew, you should be okay. Um, and then the last one is our omega-3 fats. And those are primarily found in seafood and fish. So if you're not a fish person, that might be something to look into taking a supplement. You can get it from flaxseed or algae. Um, and so that's possible, but omega-3 fats are just really healthy for our heart and for um, reducing inflammation in our body. And so that's something to keep in mind if you're not eating um, those animal sources. Okay. And then did you say that these all can be like, we should take the supplements, like, or people should be taking the supplements regardless. Um, I mean, like they should just take it, or is this something that can be determined just from like a blood test? It's always a good idea to get your labs checked, your blood um, checked every year, just to make sure. I think if you, um, anytime we, you know, are eliminating something from our diet, it's important to take a multivitamin just to make sure we're getting enough of everything. Extra iron, extra vitamin D, extra B12. I would make sure to get labs checked before you do anything like that. I feel like we covered a lot of things. I feel like even like listening back, we mostly talked about like higher protein, but I'm guessing that's like the biggest uh, problem that you see when people are coming to you with trying to lose weight with um, like a plant-based diet. Is that what you're saying? You feel like overall? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I think everybody is different. Um, you know, I have met vegetarians who don't like vegetables, which is really uh, funny, um, but definitely making sure that we're getting enough produce too, which I think is a challenge for a lot of people in general. Um, but of course we want to make our plate look just like my plate with half um, veggies and fruit, half produce, um, you know, a quarter grains, a quarter protein. We just want that protein to be plant-based protein. Um, and so, you know, even if you wanted to do a little bit more of that protein component because we know, you know, we need a little bit more and there's less protein in those sources, that would be totally fine. But we still need to make sure we get in all of the other foods too. Um, we definitely emphasize protein just because, you know, that's the major change between someone who eats meat and someone who doesn't. And so we definitely have to be more mindful of that. Do what works for you. Um, in the end of the day, I always tell my clients this, you know your body better than I do, right? And so I can give you tools and um, help, but in the end of the day, whatever is gonna work for you. We wanna figure that out. Um, and so most of my vegetarian clients just end up with kind of like this routine of proteins um, throughout the day that really helps them get to their goal. Um, I had one client who made a whole recipe binder with a ton of different vegetarian protein um, recipes. And I think that's a great idea to just give yourself variety and you know not to get sick of the same thing all over and over again. Um, so that can be really helpful. That's something I utilize in my life to listen to your body, make sure you're hitting your goals um, and ask for help if you need it. <laughs> 
Yeah, definitely. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Lacey. That was super helpful. And I think it'll be a great guide for anyone, even like whenever somebody's listening to this, like even as far as back, because I get a lot of questions about vegetarian plant-based diets and stuff. And since that's not something we like specifically focus on, um, Lacey is the coach to really help with that. If you are plant-based, but are also wanting to lose weight, Lacey has so many better tips than I think me or any of the other coaches can, because she's kind of personally been through it and has seen as many clients as possible. Mm -hmm. Um, but thank you so much for joining us, Lacey. Yeah. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Um, I did want to give one last sign off. So I need to do better about asking people to um, subscribe. So this um, episode will be on YouTube. So from here on out, I'm going to try to put all the episodes on YouTube and also on the other platforms like podcasting and stuff. Um, and if you really like our episodes and you feel like people should listen more of it, please make sure to share um, any of our posts, like from Instagram onto your stories or anything like that. So we can just really help to put the word out there about healthy weight loss overall. But Again, thanks so much for coming on, Lacey. Yeah, thanks. And good luck to anyone who is new to vegetarian, vegan eating. Um, we are always here for you if you need our help. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to the Millennial Nutritionist Podcast. For daily weight loss tips and nutrition information, you can find us on Instagram at the.millennial.nutritionist and on TikTok at millennial.nutritionist. If you find this information helpful, please subscribe to the podcast and share it with a friend who needs encouragement on their health journey. See you in the next episode.